Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the Expedition Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to recap the Falcons' analytics coming out of their Week 18, their final regular season game of the 2021 season, 30-20 to loss in Atlanta to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, obviously, this was a game that Arthur Smith wanted to win uh, to sweep the Saints in this season series. Did not get to do that. Um, we'll talk about that briefly. Um, more importantly, this was the end of Atlanta season. They finished seven and ten. Um, obviously, a dour note to to be beat at home by your division rivals. That said, for those of you concerned about draft position, the Falcons did secure a top ten pick. They will pick eighth in the twenty twenty two NFL draft, uh, giving them prime position to stock up on some additional talent. Even as they uh, made some arguable improvements uh, under first coach. First-time head coach uh, Arthur Smith in his first season here in Atlanta. All right, let's talk about the offense and what they did according to PFF. We're going to start with the top five guys, guys who graded out the best. Uh, number one on this list, um, given the day he had, he had a fantastic day as a receiver um, and probably played his way into a bigger contract. Uh, when you look at this game and really the, the games preceding this, the past Five or six games, Russell Gage has been um, obviously the Falcons' best receiver, which is a low bar. Um, however, uh, he has played well, uh, still struggled with you know random drops here and there, but Gage has been um, one of our better weapons over the past five or six weeks. Uh, he was our top-graded player by PFF, had an elite score of 90.9. We haven't seen an elite score for a while on offense uh, he got it, 90.9, 45 out of the 50 offensive snaps. Uh, great job by him. Number two on this list, uh, a player who we haven't seen enough of this season, a player many of us thought would um, really have a significant role, and it just didn't pan out that way for, for various reasons, uh, you know, about on the COVID list, uh, but really just not productive in this offense. Um and probably, my guess, not back in Atlanta next year, tight end Hayden Hurst. He only played 12 out of the 50 snaps. Uh, so, again, you know, really didn't get on the field much, uh, especially compared to his counterpart. Um, but Hayden Hurst, 84.0 overall grade, 76.9 as a receiver, and actually fared pretty well in pass blocking and run blocking as well. A really solid performance from him, even though, you know, it's, it's a limited number of snaps. Um, as I mentioned, Probably not going to be in Atlanta next year, but uh, finished the finished the season strong at least. Um, number three on the list. This is interesting. Center Matt Center Matt Hennessy, seventy five point nine overall grade. And look, I have gone on about Hennessy uh, and how the PFF scores are sort of randomly 
overweighting the run blocking. And look, the Falcons had 11 uh, runs in this game and 39 passes. So this was lopsided heavily towards pass blocking. To Hennessy's credit, um, that 75.9 score is indicative of an 80.5 as a run blocker. So look, Hennessy has turned out, apparently by PFF stats, to be one of the best run and blocking centers in the league. But he actually got a 67.3 as a pass blocker. Now, I know that doesn't sound fantastic. Um, 67.3 is above average. Uh, it, you can think of it as slightly above average by PFF scores. Uh, if you're in the 60s, you know, low 60s, you're average. High 60s, you're, you're pushing to above average. You get into the 70s, you're, you're getting into that really good um, and bordering on Pro Bowl uh, quality. So Hennessy with a, with a strong overall game. And I'll be curious. He's, he's a player I'm very curious to see if he gets – those starting opportunities again next year. Drew Dahlman will have a full offseason to try to compete with him. Obviously, Dahlman was drafted by this regime. We'll see how that plays out, but Hennessy with a, with a solid game overall. Number four on this list, um, honestly, the funny thing is, like last week he was uh, in the bottom five. I felt he had a, a, a better game than what that indicated. This week, I felt like he was going to be in the bottom five, and now he's in the top five. Um, so... I'm not fully on board with PFF here. I felt like, you know, he, he missed some passes. He threw behind some guys. Uh, I didn't think this was his best performance, but Matt Ryan was number four on the list. 70.4 overall grade. Uh, so, you know, above average, pretty good performance from him. Um, and honestly, uh, you know, he had the one fumble that was recovered in, in as far as the sack goes. I think the, the story with Matt Ryan is, is, he, when he is under siege so much, it is hard to grade him because, uh, and honestly, it's hard to grade any quarterback when you're getting pummeled in the pocket. Uh, that just, it, that makes it impossible to levy uh, a really strong, you know, grade that you want to pound the table for. So 70.4. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> like uh, I felt like you know, he, he had some passes he could have made. Um, and certainly, you know, last week I felt a little bit different, but, um, you know, we're here to cite the PFF scores, not necessarily argue with every last one of them. All right, moving on. Number five on the list, uh, wide receiver, Alameda Zacchaeus, 70.2 overall grade. Funny enough, um, he, he played 39 snaps, so he was out there a good bit. He got an 83.6 as a run blocker. Um, and that was in nine snaps, uh, in run blocking. So, um, I guess great job, man, as a, as a run blocker out there. That, I mean, that matters. Uh, is Zacchaeus somebody I could see back on this team next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think he has value, uh, you know, not as a wide receiver too. He doesn't need to be in that wide receiver two or even maybe that wide receiver three role. But if you've got him as wide receiver four, you know, your fourth option, that like that's a perfect role for him. And, and he's actually done fairly well. Uh, and, and, you know, he may be a, a good wide receiver three in the pinch, but um, yeah, I, I would love to see Zacchaeus back next year. All right, let's talk about the bottom five on offense for the Falcons. Name at the bottom of the list, man. I feel bad for this guy because he did not have the season that many of us thought he would have. He did not have the season he wanted to have. And this game was sort of maybe the worst of them. And that was running back Mike Davis, 18 snaps. 38.9 overall, and, and just a terrible 22.1 as a receiver, 27.6 as a pass blocker. Um, he actually did fairly well as a runner, and I think we saw that. But obviously, the, the story for Mike Davis was the two fumbles, um, both recovered by the Saints. Ar- arguably, that is what 
gave them the two easy touchdowns that were essentially the difference in this game. Without those turnovers, you can make a case that maybe Atlanta keeps this close and maybe they do actually you know, pull out the win, but it did not play out that way. And Mike Davis, unfortunately, was a big part of that. All right, next up on the list, um, 37 out of the 50 snaps, tight end Kyle Pitts. 44.3 overall grade, um, 47.8 as a receiver. Uh, funny enough, uh, 72.7 as a pass blocker. He had one, one snap as a pass blocker. Uh, I think the story with Pitts was he was probably not 100% coming off of that hamstring, and it definitely uh, held him back and kept him from performing at his highest level. So that's unfortunate for uh, for Pitts, but um, I'm still really, really looking forward to what happens uh, next year. I think he's he's got such a tremendous future in front of him. Even if he didn't break Mike Ditka's record, the fact that he is the second tight end NFL his, in NFL history to go a thousand yards in the season just tells you what kind of potential this guy has. So really excited to see what he does. But in the bottom five in this list. All right, number three from the bottom, um, right tackle Kayla McGarry. Here's what's interesting. 49.6 overall grade. Yep, that's not great. 31.4 as a run blocker, which is sort of the opposite of what we've seen with McGarry. He tends to grade better as a run blocker, but he has a 66.2 as pass blocking. So again, I, I am not understanding how these grades add up. Like 66.2 in pass blocking is you know above average. It's, it's slightly above average. Uh, he did a fairly good job in this game, again, of limiting Cam Jordan in, from getting to, to Matt Ryan. Really, the issues were sort of uh, up the middle in, 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 this, in this case. So I am of the mindset, and I know some of you are going to disagree with this. I am of the mindset that the Falcons should roll with McGarry for one more year, fix the interior, fix left guard in particular. Um, you can punt on right tackle for now, but... Um, yeah, just to, I, I, again, I don't want to harp on this too much. I feel like I'm doing it every week. But the way the PFF scores work out just doesn't make sense to me. If McGarry was actually uh, above average in pass blocking, his overall score should have been a lot higher, 49.6. All right, next player up from the bottom, uh, wide receiver Tajay Sharp, 38 out of 50 snaps, 53.6 overall grade, uh, targeted twice, had no receptions. Um, not a whole lot to say about him except – uh, yeah, he'll probably be back next year, but I'm not sure that uh, he's going to make much of a difference. Just sort of an invisible player for the Falcons this year, uh, except for a few key plays here and there, but uh, that was about it. All right, fifth from the bottom, uh, only three snaps, so uh, wouldn't put too much into this, but that was uh, wide receiver Christian Blake. 54.8 overall grade. It is what it is. Where did some of our other key players finish in this game? All right, Jake Matthews. Um, Finished six on the list, 64.3 overall, uh, 44.1 as a pass blocker. And I thought I saw this. I, th- I think he gave up one of the sacks to uh, uh, David Onyemata. And uh, yeah, so Jake, not his best performance uh, of the year. Arguably, you know, we could have seen more from him uh, in this game. Um, Colby Gossett, who filled in for Jalen Mayfield, was actually 10th. And he scored a 57.6, but a 65.7 as a pass blocker. This will be interesting. Um, I know, you know, a uh, fellow writer at the Falcoholic, uh, Adam Freeman, um, <laughs> Aaron Freeman. Oh, my God. Aaron, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I called you Adam. What? Who the hell's Adam? Um, uh, he's been pounding the table for Gossett to get a, get a shot, and Gossett got all 50 snaps in this game and did okay. 
Um, I thought he was going to score worse than this, but uh, you know, PFF, it is what it is. Uh, 65.7 Gossett uh, as a pass blocker. We'll see if that's going to be the competition next year. I still think they need to bring in a veteran that can really shore up that spot. Even if it's a guy who's like, you know, in his, you know, early mid thirties, someone that you're not necessarily counting on for long term, someone to get the team through 2022 so they can figure out if Mayfield's a guy, is Kobe Gossett the guy? Um, but I, I feel like that position still has to be shored up uh, this next season. Um, and Chris Lindstrom, sort of a middle of the pack day for him, not something we saw from him uh, through much of the year. He finished at 11. Uh, and Cordero Patterson, 18 snaps, he finished at 12. In my mind, he was invisible um, for most of this game. It seemed like he got pulled, um, but people told me he did get snaps later in the game. I just didn't see him. Um, and, you know, as Evan and I talked about, Patterson was sort of invisible in the back half of the season. Uh, I wonder if that's going to impact how the Falcons move forward with him and, and you know, any potential of bringing him back to Atlanta. All right. Let's talk about the defense, what they did in this game. Obviously, uh, they were set up pretty poorly by uh, those turnovers, but let's talk about the top guys. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. We're recapping the advanced analytics coming out of the Falcons' final regular season game, the 30-20 loss in Atlanta to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we talked about the offense and how they graded out. Let's talk about the defense, the guys at the top of this list. Um, again, the defense, 72 snaps. They were just on the field way too much. Um, I don't want to harp on them too too much, but you know, it really feels like in many ways they were – the, the, the team did not do them any favors. Um, let's just put it that way. Uh, the offense did not do them any favors. All right. At the top of the list, safety Sean Williams. Um, 78.6 overall grade. Really just solid, really good scores across the board in run defense and in tackling and coverage. Um, he is a guy that I think could be... Uh, you know, maybe a, a replacement for Eric Harris if if the team doesn't feel like they can bring Eric Harris back next year. Um, Sean Harris, you know, really who came on uh, off the practice squad just a few weeks ago, has turned in several really solid performances. So glad to see that from him. Maybe we, we've got like a, a good veteran uh, safety that we can lean on as these younger guys develop. Um, number two on this list. Really encouraging to see a young guy uh, get his name on here. 31 snaps out of the 72, so he played roughly half, a little bit less than half. Um, defensive tackle Tuan Graham, 74.8 overall. And really that came primarily from his run defense where you know he had a 76.6 overall grade. Uh, he did have 22 of his 31 snaps were in run defense, so obviously that is where uh, he did his work, but he apparently did a good job. Third on this list, and I want to talk a little bit about this guy because he popped to me, and he has he has shown up several times uh, over the last several weeks. Uh, he's been in the top five a couple times now, um, and this is what you want to see towards the end of 
a season like this. You know, you you're not going to the playoffs. Um, obviously, you're worried about to some extent draft position, but you want to see how your drafted players, your young guys, did from the beginning of the season to the end. Did they improve? And I think you can make a strong case that Darren Hall, 16 snaps, so small sample size, but 16 snaps, 74.4 overall grade, um, second highest grade in coverage uh, with a 74.5. And we have seen him sort of steadily improve week over week. Really, really curious to see if he can compete for a more significant role in 2022. He may have to because simply the, the Falcons cap space is not going to be dramatically better this year. It will be better in 2021. Um, and if they draft a rookie uh, to be sort of on the opposite side of AJ Terrell, Darren Hall may have that uh, Isaiah Oliver role, you know, in his sights to take that over uh, in his second year. So really curious to see how he develops. Nice to see the rookie ending up on this list. Number four on this list, a um, little bit larger sample size from Michael Walker, 18 snaps out of the 72. So again, not, you know, significant snaps, but more than he's gotten in the past. 73.2 overall grade. Uh, really, again, another sort of solid overall game from him across the board. Run defense and coverage, he he had solid scores across the board. And I know a lot of people are pounding the table that Michael Walker is Deion Jones' eventual replacement. And look, that could be the case. Um, I think the conversation around Deion Jones is more nuanced than we just got to get rid of him. Um, there is uh, a lot to consider when you know evaluating Deion Jones, who had his absolute worst season since he's been a pro. I don't think there's any doubt about that, even compared to his rookie year. Um, is Michael Walker ready to take on that role? I don't know. Maybe. We've seen mixed bag from him. Uh, when he has fewer snaps, he tends to play better. When he's had you know a full game to play, he did not score as well. Uh, and again, this is PFF, so take it with a grain of salt. You have to look at how it actually looks in the game. It, I, I feel like these sto- scores are relatively consistent with his play. Um, so nice to see him on this list with a, a few more snaps, but not sure if he's yet ready to be that guy to take over on the outside. Um, number five on the list, uh, free safety, Deron Harmon. Um, he played all but one defensive snap, graded out with a 72.7 overall score. Uh, and really, uh, likewise with him, just a solid day overall in all aspects, run defense, uh, coverage, uh, tackling, just a very, very good performance from Deron Harmon. All right, let's talk about the guys at the bottom of the list. I mentioned them just a second ago. Um, 72 out of the 72 snaps. Linebacker Deion Jones, 34.5 overall grade. Just abysmal. Um, 33.9 in run defense, 29.9 in tackling. That's something we've been seeing pretty consistently from him. Uh, and I think that holds up when you watch him play. He, he whips on tackles or he puts in such a subpar effort, tries to arm tackle guys as he's flying past them. Um, this is sort of the story with, with Debo this year. And honestly, the thing that's most disappointing, he's got this inc- incredible athleticism, crazy fast, and his coverage score, 48.4, he, he's got to be better than that. Um, I, I think Dion has the ability to be you know a top five coverage linebacker uh, in this league, and he is just not living up to it. The, the question is, is this attributable to the position change where they moved him to out essentially to a weak side linebacker um, while Foyer moved to the mic? Is that what's contributing to this? Possibly. Will the coaching staff uh, take that into consideration, maybe reevaluate how they use him next year? 
I think that's I think that's a distinct possibility. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Deion Jones is gone. And though some of you guys are going to hate hearing that, but I think there is a greater uh, than fifty percent chance that Deion Jones is still a Falcon in twenty twenty two. Do I want that? Not necessarily, but at the same time, um, I think because of cap issues, the fact that they can really only get cap relief if they trade him, uh, I think there's a strong likelihood he's back in twenty twenty two. All right, next up from the bottom. Uh, nose tackle Mike Pinnell, 34 snaps, 37.7 overall grade. Man, and uh, just in comparison, Anthony Rush, by the way, uh, who got 26 snaps in this game, he's, he's sort of in the middle of the pack. This guy came in and, and has just sort of carved out this role where he is like Mr. Steady uh, and just consistently grading, you know, good. Uh, he's basically pushed... Um, Tyler Davidson out of that role, and I think uh, Anthony Rush has been one of the nice surprises of the defense this year. Um, all right, third from the bottom, another player who's had a massively disappointing season, um, pass rusher Dante Fowler, 27 snaps. So he he did not get near the number of snaps you would expect. With one sack, he could have earned himself another million dollars, couldn't even pull that off. 40.9 overall grade, just a, a bad performance from him. Uh, fourth up from the bottom, uh, probably no surprise for those of you who watch the game, cornerback Fabian Moreau, 41.8 overall grade, our lowest coverage grade of the day, 32.6. No surprise as he got uh, hit for defensive uh, pass interference, and then on the very next play, they scored a touchdown on him. So, oh man, like that's, that is the worst sequence of events for a corner that you can have in the NFL. First to get that defensive PI call, uh, slapped against you, and then on the very next play to give up a touchdown. Um, that's like what ends guys' careers in the NFL if you're a corner. And I've gone, I've gone to bat from a row, but he had a bad game in this one. And I think the scores add up and match up with what we saw on the field. All right, finally, fifth from the bottom, um, linebacker Foyer Luokun. And look, um, Foyer finished with an insane number of tackles. Uh, you know, and his tackling grade, 84.9, was the, the highest on the team and, you know, a very good one. His overall grade of 45.3 is probably indicative of, you know, the run defense, the coverage. Um, uh, he's a free agent. We'll see what happens. I'm, I don't know what kind of market he's going to garner. Um, that's a very, very interesting conversation for him. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's – Foyer is, to me, a, a, a sort of a one of those players that everyone's sort of pounding the table. We got to have him back. We got to have him back. I, I don't know how this is going to play out between him and Deion Jones. Um, which one's going to be with the Falcons next year? I don't think both of them are. I think only one of them will be. And right now I'm leaning towards Debo being the guy that will still be a Falcon instead of foyer, but we'll see how that plays out. All right. Where did some of our uh, other significant players stand out? Richie Grant, um, 22 snaps finished uh, six in grading. Um, so another, you know, rookie who's, you know, come on strong. Aditi Kumbo Ogundeji, 36 snaps in this game. Um, he finished at seventh, uh, so a, a solid performance from him. Um, AJ Terrell, probably one of his weakest games of the year. He finished 13th with 51.6 overall grade. I believe he finished the season ranked as PFF's third best corner. So he fell off a little bit in the past couple of games, um, but still just a phenomenal, phenomenal season from him. I still believe he deserves all pro consideration, maybe second team all pro. Um, but AJ had just a overall incredible season in his, this is only his second year guys. Like he, he could really, really just become 
one of the top flight corners in this league. Uh, I think he was already this year. And, uh, you know, even though this game was, you know, sort of not one of his best performances, I think when you look at the season as a whole, um, hard to argue that AJ was, I think in our, my mind, the best player on our defense. Speaking of, the guy who we normally uh, keep in that vein, Grady Jarrett, finished in the middle of the pack, uh, 52 snaps, 60.7 overall grade. All right, that wraps up the PFF scores for the regular season. Uh, we will be back on the podcast. We're going to take a look at the season-wide scores for the Falcons on offense and defense. Talk about some of the guys that um, improved as the season went on, guys who fell off, uh, the top five, the bottom five, and just take a holistic approach uh, to looking at this team through the scores at Pro Football Focus. All right, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And, of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.